Good morning everyone. We're back in the Psalms again this morning and I want to read Psalm 1, sorry Psalm 2 uh, and this is our first uh, attempt at doing that and what a contrast this Psalm is to the previous one. Listen to what it says. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give you the, he- the heathen for your inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. As with many Old Testament prophecies, there is often an interim fulfilment as well as the ultimate and total fulfilment. And that is the case with with part of this psalm. You remember that after the Lord had gone back to heaven, the apostles were being persecuted and arrested for preaching the gospel. And on this particular occasion, after they were released, they quoted part of this psalm in prayer in Acts chapter 4. This is what is recorded. Being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage, and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers gathered themselves together against the Lord and against his Christ. Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servant that with all boldness they may speak thy word. But what I want us to emphasize... (coughs) Sorry... What I want to emphasize today as we that as we speak this is the direction our world is headed. Not only are Christians being persecuted, imprisoned and murdered all over the world, but there's a day coming when this defiance against God and Christ will come to the full. Psalm 1 spoke <coughs> Sorry, I've got a, <coughs> a bit of a cough this morning. Psalm 1 spoke of the ungodly, and that includes all who reject God's offer of mercy and salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ. But this psalm is speaking about something that is going to happen when our world, which has rejected God and Christ, accepts and embraces the man of sin, the beast, Satan's masterpiece. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says to the Thessalonian church. 
You know what is restraining, that he, the man of sin, the beast, may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, the Holy Spirit, who now restrains, will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then that lawless one, that wicked one, will be revealed. The coming of that lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. You see, the world of mankind, largely speaking, rejected God in Old Testament times, rejected the Son of God when he came to Bethlehem and was crucified on Calvary, and now rejects the Holy Spirit of God, who is moving today in the world, bringing the message of God's love to the people of every generation, and might I say to your heart and mine today. However, the moment is coming soon when that message of the grace of God will fall silent. (coughs) There'll be no more of these messages. There will be no more of the gospel uh, as we know it today. And why? Because the believers, the Church of Jesus Christ, and with them the Holy Spirit of God, as we've just seen, will leave this world. Praise God, there's a moment coming soon, we believe, when millions of living people will disappear. And even more than that, millions upon millions of those in the graves will be resurrected. And together, at the call of the Lord Jesus himself, we shall meet him in the air and be transported in bodies of glory to heaven to be forever with our glorious Saviour. Jesus said before he went to Calvary to pay the debt for my sins in the darkness alone. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And the Lord Jesus never breaks a promise. But what of those who have rejected him? They'll be left here in what will become a God-forsaken world and they will be exposed to the judgment that will fall upon this scene. Scripture calls it the day of the Lord. There will arise, as we've seen already, Satan's man who will initially woo the people and nations promising peace and prosperity but he will also want more. He will demand allegiance and ultimately demand worship. This is what scripture through the Apostle Paul says about him. That man of sin shall be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's the character of the man. And he will be a total despot. And his mark... 666, will be worn by all, except for those who during that time turn to God for salvation and deliverance, because there will be a gospel preached during those days, the gospel of the kingdom, different, of course, to the gospel of the grace of God that you and I have today and brings us into the blessings of the church, the bride of Christ, and all that that involves. 
but there will be a gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, and people will be saved, and on the basis, of course, of faith. During those days, the focus of hatred and attack will be the apostate nation Israel who rejected their Messiah when he came. But there will be a faithful remnant among them that will turn to the Lord during those days too. Many of those who do so will be murdered and suffer the most dreadful persecution ever known. So much so that the Lord Jesus said, except those days should be shortened, no flesh would be saved. Read these things in the book of Revelation from chapter uh, 6 through 19. And so, and the so-called Lord's Prayer, which of course was actually the disciples' prayer and relates to the tribulation period in particular, will then be, become the daily prayer of those people who will be longing for God's kingdom to come on earth. And in their hunger they will be praying for daily bread because they'll be unable to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. This psalm speaks of the final conflict that will take place at the end of those seven years of unprecedented tribulation, when at the battle of Armageddon, the enemies of our God and his Christ will do what our verse says. The nations will rage. The peoples of the earth will be filled with vain thoughts. They will openly set themselves against our God and imagine that they can cast him off. But just read again what the psalm goes on to say. He that sits in the heavens will laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. The 19th chapter of Revelation tells us the details regarding that day. The Lord Jesus will come out of heaven, followed by his armies to execute judgment upon Satan, the beast, and the false prophet, together with the kings of the earth and their armies. I haven't got time to go into that in any more detail. As I've said before, God is not mocked, and the last word belongs to him. He will laugh at their downfall, and in his wrath they will be destroyed. But, my dear unbelieving friend this morning, now, says the scriptures, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The opportunity is still there, my dear friend, to be saved. Believe and be saved. Make Jesus your Lord today and know the joy of sins forgiven, peace with God and the peace of God in your soul and the blessed prospect of a home forever with the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you on Calvary. Just think about our final verse. In a sense, the the only verse that brings joy uh, in our chapter this morning. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. God bless his word to you.